0: the Audacity program always takes a second to catch up. The Audacity doesn't really understand its own sense of decibels. And that is a fact-based reality. Alright, let's go ahead and proceed to get into um, a bit of thuggery here. You're very beautiful. I know. Why do you smell so good? Because I don't use deodorant and I only take bubble Okay? Take a deep breath. Don't use deodorant. He's oh, fine. cool. I cool. love stupid bullshit like this. You ready? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy Come here. Day. Come oh, here and stand oh, over here. When Jesus was if you men were laborers, would work as hard, I mean, Jesus was Jesus a white man, too. Jesus. It's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood. Just call us NWA, neighbors with appetizers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, take your cue from me. Not gonna lie, son, that's gangster (laughs) response. Not gonna lie, son, that's gangster (laughs) response. with a girl mouth about your age. I try to please her peppy all the time. Went out my way to please her peppy. I come in one day, I said, nice weather we have." I say you can't say that. You can't say that, it might rain. I said, nice tie you got on." So you can't say that. My wife tried to choke me with it. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself. Fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Wear handcuffs on, the crazy through on their lips. That's all you do. That's all you do. Wine Cellar Media dot fucking com for some reason. Oh, take a look at my old dibble dibble dooble there. Looking pretty good. All right, folks. Phoenix Collider is out of the game with chest pain. Uh, Phoenix Collider has a condition called histoplasmosis. Uh, comes from when you're out camping and whatnot, hanging out with your friends, you know, smoking a stogie or whatever it is you do when you're camping. And um, and there might be dust from old bat poop, guano, as it were. Old dust from bat poop might be in the air, and you might breathe that shit in. And for some reason, intelligent design, our Lord Jehovah God set it up so that the dust from black bat guano... Will be in your bloodstream for fucking ever. The effects of it forever. And for the majority of people, it's like a flu, a tummy ache. Whoop-de-boop, you're done. For people like Phoenix Collider, your life is ruined. Literally ruined her life. Like years ago, before she got the condition, she literally made more an hour than I make now. (laughs) Right? Like, and she literally can't even do like, say like a two-hour shift three-hour shift on foot fuck no can't do it and um and she was just trying to enjoy some time in the living room a few days ago and she was dancing a little bit you know listening to some records and dancing in the living room and toward the end like she saw me walking by to go to bed and she was like I'm gonna pay for this and she is she is um in the bed with the chest pain (laughs) ha Aaron said enjoy the mix thank you yeah, this shit is, uh, none of it is not on purpose, right? Um, so let me take a little look-see-poo with something over here. Uh, t- I'll tell you what about what I got to tell you. <clears throat> so an individual that I uh, interact with in, in the privately owned social media, they put up an image, and it's uh, on, you know, on Facebook, a screenshot of a tweet counts as a meme. That's just how Facebook works and the screenshot reads you just be minding your business and here comes a man right and that um that immediately just it, it made me think of like not just my own experience i i think that word doesn't capture enough it's my own decision right and so i left a comment saying um that's why i stopped approaching black women in 2008 when i was 25 um, it, uh, it doesn't take that many minutes of thought to realize that we're constantly not just letting them live at all, ever, anywhere. <laughs> and if a man is reading this comment and wondering, but how will I, uh, you know, how will I meet someone? It's like, well, shut the fuck, nigga. There's literally bars and clubs and like applications now on your smartphone for all where you can actually meet someone Who wants to be met, right? Not someone who is on their way to or from work, to or from a lawyer's office, to or from a doctor's office, running errands, busy, has a whole ass life that they've been living up to this moment before you decided that you wanted to put your penis on them. Before that moment, that human being had a whole life going on and you came to interrupt it with, would you like me to touch you with my penis? My fellow men, cis men, you nigga, you know who the fuck you is, right? So yeah, there are specifically times and places for those interactions where women actually want you to meet them on purpose she actually got up and got dressed to go there to be met by maybe you <laughs> but you're like nah I like it when they don't want to be met by me which also speaks to the rape culture right because there's a lack of concern for consent because when you walk up and just and just make yourself a part of a woman's life because you feel like it while she's out and about in public she did not consent to that. And most likely you didn't stop and say, excuse me, may I introduce myself? You didn't even, did you do that part? Or did you say, hey, yo, or did you say, ah, hey, oh, how are the fuck y'all niggas be talking? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but then, and I said, um, furthermore, for my fellow men, if women find you interesting, and we can even throw in the word attractive, interesting, attractive enough, she'll approach you, right? And that's why the end result, because I, I stopped talking to women in 2008, and I'm married. How did that happen? I, don't, I, I almost said I don't fucking know. Yes, I do, because women will approach you if they feel like it. It's not something brand new. I don't even know if it's really that rare. I don't have any numbers on it, so I can't say it's rare or a lot. But women will approach men if she finds you interesting, attractive enough. Now, if you, my fellow man, step away from women, leave them alone, don't bother women while they're going to or from all the places we mentioned before and anywhere else, or if they're not going to, maybe they just want to be outside and not be bothered while being outside in general if you leave them alone and you're not getting approached by any women at all anywhere ever what is it about you that functions as a repellent figure that one out because not only do you have something about you that functions as a repellent But you're deliberately approaching women with this repellent radiating off of your motherfucking ass. You ever think of that shit? Come on, niggas. And we could speak to this as like another area in the topic of emotional labor, right? I don't know about you blokes. Or, like, what wording you came across. But when I was growing up, a preteen, a young teen, even my mid-teens or late teens, what older cats, you know, grown men, men in their early 20s, what they'd always say is, you should just talk to her. The worst she can do is say no. And it's like, so now the idea is that you may have a, a man, a boy, that may be what one might consider to be shy, And we might be using that word a little flippantly. That might just be polite or introverted, right? There may be more words to use than just shy or nervous, right? Or just uncomfortable. Or maybe he already has it in this idea that he doesn't want to bother someone that may not want to be fucking bothered. But you're like, nah, the worst she could do is say no. So build your own self-esteem, young man, young boy, by going out and randomly bothering women and girls, depending your age range, women or girls. Go out and bother them so that it will build your self-esteem up. Because the worst she can do is say no, right? Fellow men, guys, bros. Worst she can do is say no, right? While you're approaching her, keep in mind, let's say she's uh, 28 years old, right? A 28-year-old woman doing her thing, whoop-de-whoop, here, this, that, and the other. She has experienced men and boys before out in this society. And while you're thinking the worst she can do is say no, when she realizes that you have decided to make yourself a part of her life in the moment, she knows the worst that we can do and have done. It ain't hard. You throw the search terms in and you're going to find a massive ass load of results of man shoots woman because phone number she said no man punches woman because she said no um one that we covered um and let's go ahead and throw the trigger warning on it just in case you may not be interested in the rest of a program that might be uh heavily triggering or shit like that all right now someone tuned in you got the trigger warning making your decision do you want to keep playing it do you want to stop it all right you're tuned in still you're in there let's go Alright, uh, something we covered way back, I think this was 2014 in the wine cellar, a um, a woman at a party in Atlanta in Georgia, uh, she was uh, an MC, hip hopper, and there were men there that were MCs, and she battled all of them, freestyle. And she won. She defeated all of them. And you know, it's not. It wasn't the type of battle where there were like judges and you know a specific timer. This was the crowd decides, right? And she served them niggas in the battle. Them niggas kidnapped her, raped her, and set her on fire. Like, and that and that is not in the realm of um. Like, yeah, she wasn't on the bus, and they walked up and and approached her to you know you we find you attractive they didn't hit on her but that is an example of the worst we will do right not the worst we can do this is the worst we will do as it has already been done by my cisgender right my side of the gender binary has done this uh taking a look at the archive chat space Alright, no fresh uh, uh, comments, but I see Carol posted up in the joint. There's Michael K. up in the joint, Nicole up in the joint, and there's Aaron still uh, posted up in the joint. I think, Aaron, I think you tend to tune in for um the Talk Fury episodes of the program. And uh, Talk Fury in the, is um, on patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund at the $1 a month level. Uh, the latest episode, I just uploaded it there. And uh, following episodes of Talk Fury will be there. Uh, that tier on our Patreon is called the Conversation Radio tier. It's where we'll put our um, any of our book clubbing and Talk Fury episodes are all going straight there. And episodes like this, these casual news and comment, you know, conversation episodes are going there at the $1 a month level. Dig it. Dig it. All right. So, yeah, that was in my head because I saw the homie post that and we had a brief interaction in the um, in the chat space. From there, we have a wee bit of whoop bop to get going here. Ooh, excuse me, dear friends. Let's get to some news. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. All right. So one thing coming off of Politico. Now, this is um, a general interest, and I'm going to go ahead and post the link to this in the um, in the archive chat space with the live uh, video. me go ahead and access that because it's on Politico. um, But it's um, it's more of like a discussion post, like a think piece sort of post about violent Christian extremism. And I think they're really losing the word white there, right? It really should be violent white Christian extremism, right? Like that would make things a wee bit more accurate there. And um, it is a very fucking um, smart piece. Uh, just going to pull a little bit from it here. <clears throat> um, in May 2019, an FBI memo described QAnon as a domestic terror threat. You were still working at the Department of Homeland Security at the time. Do you remember when when you first became aware of QAnon? That's right. Yes, this is a, um, my bad, an interview. All right. And they're asking them. So when they first became aware of QAnon, they say, um, I remember asking my staff about it. I've probably seen a news article about it and said, hey, are we concerned? At the time, it's um, it's stuck as this very random set of conspiracy theories. All right. QAnon. Jesus Christ is not unique. And you may see like and that's why people so immediately draw comparisons when they see QAnon. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, satanic panic. This reminds me of that. Or I'm pretty sure like Marilyn Manson right now with baby boomers having their last stand. Like, we told you about that damn Marilyn boy. <laughs> you know, but fucking, um, that QAnon shit. It's just a new name behind the same right wing shit. We've gone over this. All right. Remember when it was, um, oh, who are these? Who's this alt-right? right what, what, what is this alt-right oh right, what is that the the most alternative thing about the alt-right is that they have millennials and zoomers so you basically have like people that may have rapped or own a rap record that are right-wing as fuck now Or people that may have actually watched a show like Daria growing up, and they're still right-wingers. Like, that's the most alternative thing about them, is that they have a 90s kid coolness to them. That's it. Like, it's the marketing. That's about it. That's all that's alt about them. But everything that they say and think and do is all the same ass right-wing shit they've been doing. All right. Like what Kyle Rittenhouse was 17. Right. And what he did was in um, 2020. And so that would make him born around 2003, I'd say. Well, 2003. Let's look at that year. Two years after 2003 was 2005, where Kyle Rittenhouse is only two. And he saw a situation where shit was a little out of control. Folks are ill and folks are wilding. I might be able to go and shoot some people that I consider to be enemies. You know, whether they're niggers or white people that are race traders. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to go do some shooting. Well, 2005, Hurricane Katrina. Shit was a little out of control. And what were white people doing? White people of whom were boomers and Gen Xers. What were they doing? Going down there, shooting some niggers. Attacking niggers trying to cross a bridge to get to safety. It's the same thing, shooting niggers and race traders. Remember the doc? It's like, I think because of all the headlines that we get to see in privately owned social media now that it's easy to start forgetting old stuff or not remembering the new stuff long enough. But Dr. Tiller, what do you think killed him? Right-wingers, that's what they do. Right-wingers kill people. They put in work. Is there a real leftist body count out there? is anyone concerned like when you see when you see someone with purple hair and green hair and a Bernie Sanders t-shirt and a piercing and a ring in their lip are you like oh no they might shoot some shit up no no they ain't doing shit it's right wingers that put in work and kill every damn body behind whatever wacky shit they feel like claiming they believe whether they honestly believe it or not Right, they know they be lying. And so, no, QAnon is not some new shit. Like, just call it what it is white Christians. Just put white Christian on it. If they want to say we're QAnon, no, you're a white Christian. We're the alt right, no, you're a white Christian. But I'm atheist, yeah, but everything you do is the exact same shit that white Christians do. Functionally, you're a white Christian nah but we're the tea party nah you're a white christian run it back another decade we're the new conservatives we're the neocons or are you just white christians run it back another decade oh we're the moral majority right the silent majority shut the fuck up nigga you're white christians go fuck yourself <laughs> right so you don't you don't have to fall for that QAnon shit it ain't real All right. Now, to my understanding, this is what people call a um, a food crime. Is that what the folks are calling it? Um, And yeah, hardcore switching of the gears. (laughs) Aaron Loco said, amen, in the archive chat space. And so let's take a look at this. So um, this person of whom I may also accuse of being a white Christian is committing what people might consider to be. A food crime. And so let's go ahead into the Becky Lives Matter white on white cream. uh, White on white cream. White on white area crime of area of things. And see what's happening here. So this is a new way of making nachos. And we're just going to completely get it all on the counter. Yeah. For the folks listening to podcast audio. um, So this individual has taken a toxic masculinity-sized can of cheese sauce and is pouring it directly onto a surface. By surface, I do not mean a plate or a cutting board. It appears to just be a table or a counter, and she's just pouring it right the fuck on there. You want this really wide? Let's Spread it around as much as you can. Okay, fuck it. Fuck gloves. I didn't even. I, fuck, she. So, barehanded, she just put her hand right in the cheese sauce and it's like, yeah, spread it. Fucking it, spread it. Oh, really good. Okay. The thing we're gonna do, I like to uh, pour a lot of ground beef. Nigga. Right, right there. Hold up. I know the fuck. Those words did not escape her face when she did that. So, she poured out one not full ass cereal bowl with what looks to be cold pre-cooked ground beef in it and said I like to put a lot of ground beef if you're looking at the video does that look like a lot of ground beef? what the fuck is that that is just it's still really just cheese the ground beef no longer counts that it has come in contact with the cheese And now she literally just has a open bag of lettuce. Um, It looks like iceberg shredded. And she's just going to start pouring that shit right the fuck on there as well. Fucking animal. Yeah, shake it out. You know, see, and this, see, this is like a reminder that I'm really not a good person. Because I'd be thinking like, oh, I'm moral, you know, I'm ethical or whatever. Like, that's what I think about myself. And then I see this, and I catch myself thinking thoughts like, ugh, you deserve food poisoning. But like that, and that's a bad thought. Black beans all in here. Oh my God, hair. Did you see hair fall in her food? I see Um, um Laura Loco in the archive chat space said hair. Oh God, if there's hair in there. There's something about it. Something about hair. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, just like that. more, the better. Okay, and then she just put the, the black beans on top of it. It's like in a row now. The black beans, frijoles negra, uh, is in there. And now uh, sour cream, fuck it. So cheese, sour cream, a lot of ground beef, <laughs> iceberg lettuce, and frijoles negra on la mesa. On this anything that you want to put in nachos like it really is personal preference is great. that's that weird part of things like I, I, in, page, in white patriarchy if you are a skinny white woman you can just do some shit and a lot of people will not take note they will not be like hey what's happening there oh, oh never mind a skinny white woman's doing it it's okay Skinny cis white women flying under the radar doing rowdy shit. <laughs> okay, adding guacamole. That, yeah, the salsa all in here, just a little. Bit all in that. here. That. Fucking okay. animal. And then I add jalapenos for for um for spice, really. All right, she's adding some jalapenos for spice. And I put them kind of everywhere, like a little bit of the juice to get it all on top of all of your different layers. So you kind of put them all there. Oh, yeah. And then taco seasoning. This is really, really important. Okay, and I just heard a masculine voice. Is she really about to open that with her teeth? Out of all the shit I just saw you did, I'd much rather you just shoot it open with the AR-15 that I know you have somewhere in that house. It's, It's not, you don't get enough spice without this all over okay is she trying to prove something have us colored folk made too many jokes about white people and spicy food that now she has covered that shit in an irresponsible amount of jalapenos and is now adding taco seasoning because you don't get enough spice yet which also just mean you need taco seasoning because you don't know how to use cumin this is really, really, really important because there's just to me. Let me keep it official, though. Taco seasoning is tasty. Me, there's just not enough spice without this. So you can use one or two packs. I typically do two, but I'll just do one for now. And then I like having even more shredded cheese. So. Oh, my God. She's about to pour. I'm really watching this. Like, All right. She's pouring some shredded cheddar on top of everything else that has already been done. And more cheese just all over the top this. this really doesn't fit well with the title of the episode being Unsupervised Men. I'm gonna need to change that. Take any kind of um mixers like this. Have you been to a cold stone creamery? Like an yeah. ice cream shop? Yeah. Ice cream. You know what? She would, she would mention cold stone creamery. I know I'm yelling. I can I hear myself, okay, I know, but she would mention cold stone. Fucking creamery where they'll just like for whatever you want, we'll put some extra labia juice on your ice cream if needed. Like just anything you order, they're throwing it on there. Labia juice. I really should stop improving. I need to start writing down my thoughts. Just gonna blend it up. Just all the way in here. Okay, straight up and down. She's using paint scrapers to mix this shit now. Fucking paint scrapers. Fucking animal. Wow.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Oh my so God. What is bite, that now? Honestly. This is better than any normal nachos you've ever had, I promise. Okay. She's That's now saying good. that. I, you know I, so now, the most important part. You grab tortilla chips. All right, now we're getting to the end. She's gonna just pour some chips on there. These are the best nachos, apparently, and uh, paint scrapers. You're just gonna kind of lay them all out in here. As many as you can get. Kind of just to cover the top. And you're gonna get your hands in here and blend them in. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. It really. And Trixie Loco, who was uh, recently tuned into another episode, uh, pointing out something similar. said, um, so that was the whole point of this shit. Cold stone creamery, but nachos. That's the whole point of this fucking project. In there. And. Okay, and then she's back to the no gloves mixing. Nigga, you just had your paint scrapers. What? Is she crunching the nachos into the... Get with the... No. Go. Okay. Now we're going to take this. Looks about ready. We're going to kind of just pop that out of the top. That. Beautiful. And you're going to take your ice cream scooper. What are you going to do with... What? Oh, gosh. She has an ice... Yo, Trixie nailed it. Cuz has it. Literally has a fucking ice cream scooper. I have one, too, that I confiscated from my last restaurant job. They were underpaying. I took a scooper. Uh, And it looks like what they did, it looks like they took a tortilla wrap and shaped it like an ice cream cone and put it in foil and baked it so it would hold that shape. But one thing I know about tortilla wraps, when you bake them and the moisture goes out, the texture is fucking horrific. Horrific. So she's about to put whatever the fuck this is in that to eat on purpose, and I—I I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm rooting for climate change. I—I I don't know. An ice cream scooper. Take a huge thing of nachos, just like you would an ice cream cone, except for this instead of bites of ice cream. Okay, I'm also noticing that when she um when she's getting the scoops. She's actually, like, using a little extra muscle in her forearm, which means this shit that she made is, like, super thickness. It's like Pixar thickness, which is uh, apparently a thing. You have an entire nacho cone. Just like that. Nah, nigga. Mm No. No no she's like worse than the cops hey oh jesus uh that scared me another white woman just hopped on the screen really fast and it kind of scared me hold up i think y'all should experience that as well i wasn't ready hold up watch out watch how this happens because you know how it does autoplay watch this hey (laughs) yeah that that, if folks may have noticed me jump for a second there when i brought it back to regular screen it was because that happened on my screen way too quickly all right, switching over to very um, an update on bad news from a bit of a while ago, from a couple years ago, actually. All right, to, uh, 2017 news, uh, recent update. Um, lawyer of a cop convicted after slamming a handcuffed black woman to the ground, request house arrest, saying officer was... Frustrated. All right. And it should say, like, I think that, you know, this headline can definitely fit on her face in it. Right. Because he didn't just slam, he slammed her on her face. And nature evolution does not give you a whole lot of those. Uh, so, and this is, and this is Canadia. All right. And you know how Canada's just way better than McMurka. Uh, so a lawyer for the, uh, Canadian police overseer, uh, convicted of assault for the violent 2017 attack. They put the word arrest. I think maybe they misspelled attack. The 2017 attack of a handcuffed black woman, uh, has asked that his clients serve time on house arrest rather than in jail. The attorney claims the constable is guilty of quote, becoming frustrated, But hold up, my nigga. If they're guilty of becoming frustrated, why be sentenced to anything at all? Okay, I'm frustrated reading this article. Being frustrated is not a crime. So if you think that they deserve any punishment at all, then what is it actually for? Because being frustrated is just bullshit. Like... I'll punch this lawyer in the fucking face. How about, nigga, frustrate that? Yeah. Yeah, this is responsible commentary. I'm a good broadcaster. Uh, <clears throat> and so, guilty of becoming frustrated with the woman who was knocked unconscious as her head hit the floor, her face, her fucking face, her face hit the floor, not her head, her face hit. And her face didn't hit the floor. He slammed her face into the floor. Say the words correctly. This is why people don't know shit. Like, people are more misinformed than they are just plain old ignorant. All right? Say that sentence again in your head. People are more misinformed than they are just plain old goddamned ignorant. All right? These words are wrong. And this is why I keep saying every time I come to this outlet, folks that listen regularly know when I come to Atlanta, Black Star, I always say I'm a little funny style about them. All right. Dancing it forward. Um, The officer threw her down in a uh, processing unit in 2017. Uh, the Calgary pol- policy overseer, Constable Alex Dunn, a 34 year old individual, uh, was convicted of assault, causing bodily harm for his violent arrest and takedown of Dahlia Coffee, who was th- who was uh, 26. When And now here again, it says when the incident occurred. No, when he attacked her. Like, there's way too much language that removes um accountability right language that removes activity action of individuals and groups take a look at the archive chat space all right still quiet cool and chilling over there all right and so surveillance footage of the attack uh, released by a judge in October, shows that um, Dunn and shows Dunn and Coffee in the processing unit where Coffee was about to have her picture taken while standing against the wall. Dunn attempted to remove her headscarf multiple times before slamming Coffee to the ground in um, in what Staff Sergeant Gordon McDonald described as a judo-style throw. Or was it just a violent attack? On a person of whom you know you get to do this to. Alright. And um, again with the trigger warnings as we do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the video clip here. Alright. Of the uh, And this clip is from 2017. So let's take a gander poo. Now what the fuck was that shit? Y'all saw that shit? Yet again. And again, like slow motion, he's slamming her face into the ground. That's very on purpose. Like they keep acting like, like, oh, they just didn't know what they were doing. Like one thing about a lot of these pigs, they don't look like the pigs you see on TV. They'll cast some little white boy actor to play a fucking pig as a TV character or a movie character. You walk around and look at the average pig walking around or hopping out of their car. There's, there's some big fucking monkeys, huge fucking forearms, right? That like I, that I regularly call them roided up government gun monkeys. Oh, I should say I used to regularly call them that. I need to do that again. Roided up government gun monkeys. They tend to be fucking huge and fucking strong. All right. So when they do this, it's on purpose. This is not some little weak salad-eating city boy mustering up what little bit of strength he was able to get from the fucking kale shake. Deliberate. Deliberate attack. That's a violent fucking animal, all right? And they can get this ruling, all right? For folks that don't know, get this ruling is what we now say uh, so that I don't say what I think we should do and get my video taken down from Facebook or YouTube or wherever I upload it, right? So they can get this ruling. And there's uh, Heather L. posted up in the joint. How you doing, Heather L.? Um, If you do check out the archive of this program, I started out um, talking about um, uh, blokes, uh, cis men approaching uh, women. And that was the opener. And then we went into what one might refer to as a food crime. And it looks like you just tuned in right while we were at this um, article from the Atlanta Black dot And um, and it's an update uh, with a lawyer saying that they want this pig that attacked this woman and slammed her face into the ground on purpose uh, that this lawyer wants this pig to only be on house arrest and not actually in a jail facility which i say what they say if you don't do if you can't do the crime don't don't do the time if you can't do the crime i said that backwards but you know yeah (laughs) i totally failed on that one that's terrible all right let's um take a look at this uh now, back into it. The title of this episode is indeed still going to be Unsupervised Men, right? Because that's pretty much what the majority of society is. Is a, like Even when you do get some supervision, it's in the smallest and most inconsequential of microcosms. Like, to have a society set up and run by white men... And then slowly through the um, the different stages of capitalism, other men are integrated into positions of authority or women that the men approve of are integrated into positions of authority. This is essentially still a society of unsupervised manhood, unsupervised patriarchal values. All right. So let's go over to Arkansas Lawmakers in um, in Arkansas, they okay a bill. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh, had to take a little yawn. Um, they okay a bill requiring that, um, it, it says women, but you know, fo- any, any folks that are pregnant, uh, women to uh, call a hotline before having an abortion. Requiring, all right? <clears throat> So we're going over to Little Rock, and we're not doing some HBO documentary about gangbanging. We're in Little Rock, Arkansas, where lawmakers have voted to require women to call a hotline before they can undergo the procedure to get an abortion, according to a report from CBS 5 News. All right, always click on those little uh, those little outlets there. Let me do a little change up in the flip-de-skibble-doo there, buddy. There we are, matey. <clears throat> Dancing it forward, uh, the measure that was backed by the House passed the Senate with a vote of uh, 28 to 5. It's one of the several abortion restrictions that have been filed by the majority Republican legislature. Uh, The measure now heads to the desk of Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson, uh, quote, The idea with this is that you are empowering women in order to be able to make the choice to not have an abortion. This is a real sentence that a grown-ass adult said. Let's do that sentence once more. The idea with this is that you're empowering women in order to be able to make the choice to not have an abortion isn't that already a choice isn't that already the choice that folks tend to prefer that a pregnant person go with to not have an abortion how the fuck is you empowering niggas with what the fuck you already allow them to do again with the idea see and this is what you get with unsupervised men it's stupid ass excuse me i'm saying this. i'm being able it's my bad crip gangsta shit um my bad cuz but motherfucking sentences like this come from men being unsupervised somebody should have been there to say what the fuck do you mean by that break that sentence all the way down each letter of it empowered to make the choice to not have an abortion um the uh and who was that The And that was the Senator Bob Bollinger, uh, Republican Senator Bob Bollinger. Uh, The article continues. um, If the governor signs the bill into law, the state will be required to set up a toll free hotline that women can call. It's estimated that it will cost one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to set up the hotline and four point eight million to operate it every year. The proposal does not, however, include additional funding for the program. So, they don't have a budget for this expensive bad idea to empower women with what men already allow said women to do. It doesn't make sense sense and it's okay to say that out loud right given if you're in a a relatively or more safe than others setting right which is why like i have to do this shit if i like i think that for me to not do a program like this or for me to not say shit that i say and do shit that i do would be unethical right like um because like let's say in the workplace like right now I've got a situation in the workplace that I am very disgruntled with. Um, there is a um, a black and I get we could definitely say mixed race uh, but black uh, woman of color uh, working at the job now, and um, they're in their twenties. And there's a white man, recently turned thirty, working at that job, and that white man has been assigned to train her. And um, throughout the whole time, I've noticed, other people have noticed, he's not taken training her serious. And first off, he's not serious himself. He's a dipshit, doesn't really know his own job that well. And he's been commissioned to train her to do what he doesn't know how to do that well. And he's already, and he's treating that as a joke along with it. But then also, like. I don't work in their area. They're a few yards away from me, but I go over there whenever I can just to see if he's fucking with her and if I need to stop him because there are times like one time he had a pair of scissors and literally re- he put his hands and we live in coronial times. He put his hand on her hair net to lift her hair net up and take the scissors to summer her hair. And again, this is one of those moments where I'm. it matters like People might look at it like, "Oh, nigga William, you lift weights and you exercise and shit to represent some your your version of toxic masculinity." No, nigga, I need to be physically stronger than other men for situations like this because now I'm standing there, put a hand on his little bird ass chest and push that nigga back and then face her And, you know, because talk about him like he's not in the room. That's always my tactic. I always talk to women about a man as if that man is not there because that man needs to know how much I don't respect him in the moment. And say, do you consent to him taking his scissors to your, you know, I think they call them bangs, vangs, fangs, bangs, vangs, fangs, the short hair in the front. And she said, it's okay, a little And then she held out a little and allowed him to cut a little. But we made sure, like, consent first. Right? And the shit, he pisses me off every day seeing him interacting with her. And I can't go to jail because I kind of just want to set it on him. Like, if I just beat him the fuck up, like, he'll do significantly less of this shit, if any more at all. Right? Like, violence gets things done you know and like it just a couple days ago the most recent one um he literally like had a got a paper towel and just walked up and she's sitting down on some stairs and starts rubbing her leg with the paper towel and again i grab his chest and push him back because you know i'm stronger than him on purpose and then again turn to her and talk to her as if he's not there And say, do you consent to that? Are you okay with him touching your leg with this paper towel? And she said, it's okay. Now we fast forward to just yesterday, right? So really just mere hours ago, she finally comes to me and says, I don't know what to do about Steven. He's always saying like these dirty jokes and goofing around. And he's not really trying to train me. Now, since then, I've actually already gone to our supervisor, not about the physical touching. I don't know what to do there because it's it's real hard to get those things taken seriously and pushed through without the actual victim coming forward themselves. So I did go to the supervisor and let him know that the training is not being taken serious. And that's why she's having troubles. You know, whenever he's not there, she has a super hard time because he's not training her. And the supervisor is aware and is already taking steps behind the scenes to get her a different trainer. And that's the best we got going. But if she does go to human resources about the touching and about his little fucking dirty jokes and all his that's what she said shit. Oh, best believe I'll follow fucking behind her in that human read Like if you need a witness, someone to say, "Yes, I heard this verbatim quote. Yes, I witnessed this action." Boop boop boop. I'm there for all of it. You know, and from and if I were to not do that, that would be unethical, right? Like if you're a, a man out there and you consider yourself any kind of lefty at all, nigga, you better be doing this shit or you're a mark ass buster nigga and i'll and i'll run a fade with you too if you won't nigga so maybe you fucking should nigga i don't i don't get it nigga like don't consider yourself a lefty man if you can't so much as put your motherfucking hand up and push another man back when he's um coming at a woman sideways nigga flex the fuck is wrong with you what you got all that male privilege for you nigga use it for something constructive all right as I tangent off into shit that pisses me off. David Hogg. Uh, H-O-G-G. Uh, he's the white boy that uh, survived a school shooting. <clears throat> I think out there in Florida in Parkland. And I-, I only saved this just to point out like, so this is the headline from February 4th. Uh, David Hogg is launching a competitor to um, the company called My Pillow. Because to my understanding, um, the folks from My Pillow like uh, donated money to Trumpel Stiltskin and whatnot, so folks are kind of like, "Yo, fuck My Pillow." And when I just look at these David Hogg headlines, let me look up his age right now because I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, and I know people are gonna be like, "Oh man, you're fucking." Nigga, you're being mean because survived the school shooting. And it's like, nigga, survived, Nigga, we survived drive-bys and police encounters and all that shit, nigga. We, we don't get treated like... That nigga's 20 years old right now, David Hogg. And just looking at the headlines ever since that shooting, the headlines in his favor, it's almost like he got reparations at this point. Like, 20 years old, and he's about to own a corporation because he didn't get shot <laughs> because he survived one horrific situation basically david hogg has reparations that's some cold shit it's some cold look at those david hogg headlines things have been going fantastic for him and shout out to um just everybody tuned in in the chat space uh Trixie loco make sure i'm saying your name right I haven't seen Stefan. Make sure I'm saying Stefan's name correctly. Laura T up in the joint. Laura T is all the way gangster. You know, like if if I ever meet Laura T, because I owe you a slice of cheesecake and a glass of Manny Chevy because uh, you are hip and groovy. All right. Dancing it forward. A wee bitsy bootsy boo more. All right. Let's take a look over here at Newsweek. All right. This may be another one of those, um, And water is still wet headlines. But uh, 40% of uh, people classified as white think that them Negro folks just need to try harder. Uh, That came from some polling, which I can be a little funny style about the polling. Because who polled who, where, was it by landlines, right? Like there's got to be a more efficient and more accurate way of polling. There's uh, Sam Sam tuning in on the way to work. Um, Sam Sam, just in case you want to check the archive later, uh, we covered um, just my ideas on men approaching women as far as like for dating aspects or interest and whatnot. Uh, We started there. We went to what folks might refer to as a food crime. We went to police brutality, Uh, David Hogg's reparations, And I briefly ranted about some shit going on at work that pisses me off. (laughs) All right. And so, yeah, the number that they got from their polling is uh, 40 percent. A little bit from the article. Overall, 35 percent of respondents agreed, um, 16 percent strongly, 19 percent somewhat with that statement and 28 percent neither agreed nor disagreed. 40% 40% of white respondents agreed, um, 19% strongly, 21% somewhat that black people just needed to try harder to be equal. Well, that's the funny shit is that if equal is like, um, is institutionally in equal, right? Like institutionally, we're not equal. You know what I'm saying? So how the fuck can I just become that? When you literally have rules at jobs and schools against how my hair naturally grows out of its head. Also, just looking at like jobs that require you to shave for no reason other than aesthetic purposes, right? Like, no one's like f- beard hair is not gonna be falling in restaurant food every damn where. Or, like, I remember Best Buy employees, some years ago, they had to have their beard shaved if they had facial hair. But, like, if you're a black man, you run a risk of getting, like, razor bumps, right? Very irritated skin or keloid scars, some of which can be carcinogenic. And so, like, just by that, like... We're unequal. You set us up on unequal footing institutionally. You literally have a school to prison pipeline with which you already set up black boys and black girls on a shitty path deliberately, right? Like we already know from other studies and polls and whatnot. Um, Like one that I remember that came out of uh, bloody England where they found out that medical professionals... uh, not it was it was medical students medical students think that black people just don't really feel pain as much as white people you know and the funny and this is the cold shit we've mentioned this on the program before you y'all white niggas fucked up your own shit with that with black people don't feel pain and super heavy empathy for white people pain and you gave yourselves an opioid epidemic while not giving us any pain medication niggas try harder All right, back to the um, white-on-white crime world of things. This I just found interesting and relatively amusing. What the fuck is this and where is this from? If anyone knows where this original is from, (laughs) lace me up. (laughs) Because I want to know what happened before this video and what happened after because this young white boy is tripping and I think that things may have gone foul. But me, me in the parking lot, I put the gun in the car, what's up? Why, not oh, why the parking lot? <laughs> I put the oh, goddamn car in the trans, I put the gun in the Trans I am. The what's the up? I'll take, w w w w w. I'll take that bitch off your waist, I'll take that And again, like, if you're looking at the video, you see the white boy saying, I'll put the gun in the Trans Am, which also like, goddamn, white dudes still love Trans Ams. But then also, you see the white boy's face, right? If you're looking at the video, that look like a millennial that look like a gen X -er to you that look like a boomer does that look like the greatest generation that's a fucking kid right that little nigga's what like somewhere I swear to fuck between 18 and 21 21 tops that's a fucking kid right so like stop it with the shit with zoomers Zoomers are not some great progressive monolith out there, all right? Like, who the fuck do you think conservatives are raising? Y'all do realize that conservatives are still breeding units of offspring and raising them without supervision, right? Unsupervised men involved in raising boys. You do know this, don't you? Like, you realize the people that believe in QAnon, they have kids... That they're raising, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, my niggas? Like Jesus Christ! I <clears> think that is right now. You take your gun and walk off, and you won't call anybody. Brandon it in here. your back. Come on. Cock that bitch back. Put some on my head. Come on. Yeah, he just pulled the gun out and cocked it, and then put it back in his pocket. Like, gee, he's like a fucking 1972 crip hey yeah, you need to chill out because it's on film yeah you need to chill out because it's on film i like the fact that we still use the word film is anything on film like are even movies made on film anymore i don't martha Fracken know <laughs> but i know that white boy is fucking wildin and from there, I only have two left. Uh, one, <clears throat> excuse me, was up 23 hours ago. Um, this is an update on Vanessa Guillen. Folks may not remember, um, Vanessa Guillen is a victim of Fort Hood military rape culture. All all the way up to the point of being murdered. All right. And um, I don't know how many outlets are still um, covering Vanessa Guillen, but I actually, it's not on camera, but I have a little whiteboard up there where I just have notes of things that like I'll always keep checking on. And Vanessa Guillen is one of those things. I still look for updates on this. And so this is on the folks at Business Insider. And, uh, the article is up by Sophia, uh, what's that? Sophia Uncle. And uh, Sophia Onkel's article is headlined, Sexual Abuse is a Deep-Rooted Issue in the U.S. Military. Survivors Hope New Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin can change that. And so I read this article as soon as I woke up. One of the first things I saw. And a quick tangent off to the uh, archive chat space, uh, Trixie Loco is letting me know that, uh, some films are still printed on film, and, uh, because film dorks (laughs) insist, I don't know about shit, (laughs) yeah, and, uh, folks, and some folks that may have not tuned into the wine cellar, like, six, eight years ago, um, I tend to put loco after a person's name, because, um, I grew up in a crip culture and uh, uh, your loco is like crip language. Like you may remember the rapper Tone Loke. Like that's because he was a crip. And so that's just me keeping that, keeping that language and that culture alive within myself. Trixie Loco. Right. And just already with the headline over here on Business Insider, I'm bothered. Right. Because they go with sexual abuse. And I understand that language But sexual abuse is broad. I like the language rape culture. Rape culture is so goddamn accurate. And I think that that is why you see the word culture being like flippantly suffixed behind so many words. Because I think a lot of people that are a part of this patriarchy, a part of what is normal in society right now. That they don't like the fact that rape culture is such accurate right on the nose language right and um i'll mention again for folks that may not have tuned in here and there like when i look at like a um the word culture and you're thinking like customs regular behaviors music dances things that make up a culture right and it's like well, like in rape culture, it tends to be a uh, binary gender to our understanding. But our folks outside of the binary are folks that are not cis experience rape culture as well. And we have folks that, you know, we've seen like participate in rape culture, contribute to it, you know, that are not just within the gender binary. But like in that binary, right, like people have used the language date rape and dates tend to involve dinner. Right. And dinners like whatever the popular cuisine is in your town. Right. So like that's a part of that culture. Right. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, whenever a man just approaches a woman to randomly introduce himself in public like that is without her consent. Like the closest you can get to her consent is if you stand at a bit of a distance and excuse me, would you mind if I introduce myself for a moment? right like that's the closest you're going to get to like full consent right there even in that instance right like all around us is a refusal to even try to get consent from a woman right like that is around us in the whole rape culture and then like i look at a comedian like a dane cook and dane cook was doing a bit about going out dancing at the club and the way he described the dancing he was like Men just walk up and do this and go and he had the microphone down at his, you know, crotchal region and was making the sound effect. and was like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You mind if I bump into you with my cock? Where's the consent? They just walk up and just do that. Right. And that's right there within white folks. And then I turn around and look at my fellow black men and I I mentioned Crippin. I listen to a lot of Crip Hop music. I love Crip Hop. And I listened to uh, Slim Loke one out of uh, Sacramento, Cross, Stockton, California. And he has a song called Move Nice. And he, in, within blackness, says the exact same shit that Dane Cook is saying in that comedy bit. You know, and Dane Cook being a white dude coming out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Right? And you got C. Lim over here in Sacramento, California. And in his lyric, he's saying... I know she feel the swipe that I got. Cause I'm poking her with my cock literally straight up said that in the lyrics to the song. I think it's on his, um, uh, star Wars album. The empire strikes back. He calls it the empire. Cause he's a neighborhood crip. Um, right. So right there, I would prefer rape culture over sexual abuse, right? As far as like accurate language, And then I'm looking at, and I read the article, I'm looking at this like, so to get Lloyd Justin, and as much as I'm the one over here saying, goddamn identity politics, I'm like, hold up, so to combat rape culture in the military, you enlisted a man of whom was in the military- And not only that, but like, you know, got the promotions, the next rank up, the next rank up, you know. And so a man who was in the military from the entry level and got all the ranks up to where he's actually being hired by the Biden administration right now. You think he hasn't seen and or participated in the rape culture that he's supposed to be combating his damn self? Who the fuck did y'all appoint? This is what I'm talking about. What's Joe Biden's sentence? Nothing will fundamentally change. And so, and that's up on Business Insider. I'm going to go ahead and drop that in the, um, where's that archive chat space? I keep losing my own damn archive chat space. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Come on. There we are. Drop that link in there. But yeah, that article bothered the shit out of me. So no, they're not going to combat rape culture in the military. And my last one before I go ahead and dump this cat litter, do uh, put this laundry in the dryer and go back to the factory to do a shift. Um, uh Oh, skip to do something went wrong here. I just had a little whoopsie daisy. All right. So on USA Today, <laughs> I know, right? Um, Denver successfully sent mental health professionals, not police, two hundreds of calls. And this article is up by Grace Hawk. And it looks like it went up uh, February 8th as well. Wait, is it the ninth or the eighth right now? Damn. Okay. So this just went up a few hours ago today. And, um, and so another U S city is reporting early success with a program that replaces traditional law enforcement responders with healthcare workers for some emergency calls. Seems easy to do. Uh, previously, Denver's 911 operators only directed calls to police or fire department first responders, but the Support Team Assistant uh, Assistance Response, STAR, S-T-A-R, Support Team Assistance Response, this pilot program created a third track for directing emergency calls to a two-person team a medic and a clinician get the fuck out of here um staffed in a van uh from 10 a.m to 6 p.m on weekdays well expand the budget and make these niggas 24 hours what the fuck are you doing 10 to 6 no nigga 12 to 12 24 hours let's get some people available shit um, the STAR program, which um, launched in June, reported promising results in its six months progress report. Uh, the program aims to provide a person-centric mobile crisis response uh, to community members who are experiencing problems related to mental health, depression, poverty, homelessness, or substance abuse issues. I don't know how they're going to handle um problems related to poverty and homelessness like are they gonna end poverty and homelessness i don't know how they handle that like if someone has direct um proximity to this lace me up i should go to um jan loco yeah i'll go ahead and link this to jan and maybe jan loco can lace me up jan is the librarian that kicks it with us sometimes All right, looking a little bit more at this article, uh, Denver is among several U.S. cities working to develop an alternative emergency responder model for people who are experiencing mental health crises every year. Now, this is according to a Washington Post database of fatal shootings by on-duty police officers. And since 2015, police have fatally shot nearly 1,400 people with mental illnesses, according to the database. You keep in mind, that number is only the people with mental illnesses. This is how this that's just those folks. The pigs are murdering. And then there's everyone else the pigs are fucking murdering. Over the first six months of the pilot, Denver received more than 2,500 emergency calls that fell into the STAR program's purview. And the STAR team was... And that's the problem with acronyms. They say the STAR team, when the word team is already part of the acronym with STAR... So that's like saying the team team was able to respond to 748 calls. No calls required the assistance of police and no one was arrested or murdered. Put in the murdered part, right? No one was arrested, um, Denver Police responded to nearly 95,000 incidents over the same period, suggesting that an expanded star program could reduce police calls by nearly 3%, according to the report. And a closing quote from the article here. Uh, jibby doo. I'm trying to find the person the quote is uh, attributed to and I don't see it. Uh, But this quote, oh, there it is. The quote is from uh, Vinny Cervantes is is, uh, this quote. Overall, the first uh, six months has uh, kind of been proof of concept of what we wanted. Uh, We've continued to try to work to make it something that is truly a community city partnership. All right. Winesellermedia.com folks this episode I'm throwing straight up on the free feed uh, but recently on the $1 a month level feed on patreon.com slash fund is the latest episode of talk fury where they bring in Phoenix Collider to talk SESTA FOSTA updates with them all right and more stuff will um, as we go through this year more and more will be hitting that $1 a month uh, paywall and I will keep um, getting my ass up to make sure that I get these all these free episodes up as well, so that Wine Cellar Media is wherever the fuck a motherfucker can get it. All right, folks. Let me. Oh, damn! The instrumental stopped right when I was done. That's great. <laughs> all right, folks. So thanks for tuning in and hanging out. Um, there is always the uh, tip jar, uh, a non transaction tip jar. At uh, paypal.me slash Phoenix and William. Uh, non transaction tip jar if you use the Venmo is uh, our Venmo is at Wine Cellar Media. Uh, we're posted up there. I buy broccoli and shit and other things. And something that I'm probably going to do later this year, I got to look at it because we need to move. So I need to look at the moving housing budget and whatnot. But I do intend to um to get another computer that can edit video even faster, right? Like this computer is strong, and I didn't get I got this computer with um wine cellar media funding, but I think the next one I may get out of pocket. like I may work like some extra overtime hours, maybe do like a 90 hour week or something like that and um and then just get another computer because I'm gonna have to get something that's gonna cost like three G's. Because I need something that can edit video fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have a lot of time between these shifts. And I do want to record and upload a lot of shit. And I would like to edit it better and make it crispier. You know, give it a, a more sleek presentation. More enjoyable for the person on the receiving end of the content. And But I'll probably be doing that out of pocket from the factory. Not from the Wine Cellar Media Fund. And I'm looking for Dr. Mo out there. Uh, Dr. Mo, I would just like to uh, interact with you and see what's going on. All right, folks, be as safe as possible wherever you are.